The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast where your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Larissa Moore. It's Monday the 7th of December. In your Squiz today, Australia's international arrival system is tested. The Foreign Relations Bill on Parliament's agenda this week. The clock is ticking on a Brexit countdown and a hairy panic. This is your Squiz today. Two German travellers that arrived in Sydney and transited through to Melbourne via a domestic flight without going into quarantine caused a bit of a stir on the weekend, Claire. New South Wales police put their hand up to take responsibility for the processing error, but lots of questions on how this happened. New South Wales Deputy Police Commissioner Jeff Loy said there was confusion and a language barrier that got the better of an officer who was on his second shift with the operation. Loy said he's a very good officer and he's very remorseful, but the error was actually picked up at the Melbourne end when an airport security guard approached the pair. They came out of Terminal 3 there in Melbourne and looked to be lost and this guard put two and two together and worked out they needed to get into hotel quarantine there in Melbourne. Melbourne starts accepting international flights from today, so they were the first two early and unexpected guests back in that program. Those on that flight between Sydney and Melbourne, about 176 passengers and staff are now all self-isolating at home while awaiting a second COVID test from those two travellers. They've already returned one negative test. But yes, an early start to uh, Melbourne's international arrivals intake starting up again. Having now clocked up 37 straight days of no community transmission, Premier Daniel Andrews outlined yesterday what a COVID-safe summer was going to look like. And there's more easing of restrictions today that will see more people able to gather, whether that's at homes, at weddings and funerals, hospitality venues, those sorts of things. There's also another wave of easing of restrictions to come in mid-January that will see more people return to offices. Also more flexibility for commercial businesses, whether that's beauticians to have more customers or for retail to have more customers in their stores too. New South Wales is also rolling back some restrictions from today, removing some venue capacity limits and instituting a new density rule of one person per two square metres for some other venues. There's links in the Squiz Today email to have a read of the new rules, but most importantly, Claire, 50 people now allowed on the dance floor. There'll be some awkward office Christmas party activities (laughs) able to resume there. In other news now, bushfire conditions are worsening on Fraser Island, a World Heritage-listed island off the Queensland coast. They've been battling a bushfire sparked from an illegal campfire since October 14. It's now burned through nearly half the island. Yeah, and conservationists are very concerned about fires that they call catastrophic. They say that the island's unique vegetation and animal life will be significantly damaged by what's happened there since that 14 October fire kicked off. What happened yesterday was wild winds saw a change of direction of the fires and it was pushed towards the Happy Valley Township. There's apparently about 50 people who live there. There's only about 200 people who live on the island in total, but those residents of Happy Valley were advised to evacuate via the beach. It was definitely a hot one up in Queensland. Birdsville in the state's west hit 48 degrees over the weekend. Cooler conditions are on the way, but they're expected to arrive on Wednesday. Oh, 48 degrees, imagine that. 
Just like for a lot of Australians, the year is starting to wind down for politicians as well. Federal politics will have their last sitting week for the year this week. But there's a fairly politically charged bill on the agenda, and that's the Foreign Relations Bill. Yeah, politics never really sleeps, but certainly the formalities will be put to rest this week with Parliament, as you say, rising for 2020. That Foreign Relations Bill, which got through the Senate last week, sounds fairly benign, but it's very politically charged. It would give the federal government the power to veto arrangements struck by state and local governments with foreign powers, basically saying that that's down to national security grounds. And while they say that it's not pointed at any one foreign government or any particular state government, really what political pundits say is when you read between the lines, it's about Victoria and their arrangement that they struck with the Chinese government over the Belt and Road Initiative. It has a bit of history, that one. And of course, as we get to the end of the year, uh, it's assumed that China will probably take that as another slight from the Australian government. Plenty more to come on this one, also on the agenda before they all pack up their desks, a bill to give casual workers more protections, as well as the tabling of a news code that would see platforms like Google and Facebook having to pay publishers for using their news content. We've talked about this one a little bit on the podcast before, so stand by to see how that plays out on Thursday. Over to the UK now, and it's probably about time we checked in on Brexit. In the background of COVID, the clock has been ticking on exactly how the UK will leave the EU. They've got 26 days left to sort out some significant differences or leave without a trade deal in place. I don't know about you, Larissa, but I just get questions everywhere I go about what's happening with Brexit. (laughs) Um, No, not really. (laughs) Not really? No. (laughs) (laughs) Look, the separation saga continues to recap the UK left the European Union on the 31st of January, but the trading rules haven't been sorted out and they run out at the end of this year. The UK and Boris Johnson seem relatively relaxed about leaving uh, without any kind of trade deal with the EU in place, but the EU is very concerned about it. And if they don't have a deal, what it would mean is border checks and taxes being applied. It's all quite very messy. The European Union's sticking points are around fishing rights, uh, particularly the ability of French fisher people to be able to go into UK waters. Uh, Also issues with competition rules and how any deal is going to be enforced. Where they're up to is that they're having quite intensive talks now and into the early part of this week and we should know a little bit more in a couple of days about where that's landed. Back home and if you were near Woomera in outback South Australia gazing up at the night sky in the early hours of Sunday morning, you might have seen a flash of light, a fireball in fact, and that was an asteroid space capsule re-entering the Earth's atmosphere after a 5 billion kilometre mission. On board, a bunch of rocks, but pretty significant rocks, Claire. Incredible story, this one. Mm. The the ability of these scientists to be able to not just get to an asteroid and take these rocks from below the surface uh, of that asteroid, but to then plot its return and to get it to return safely uh, to where exactly they wanted it to be is quite amazing. Um, It was a JAXA project, which is Japan's aerospace exploration agency. They've gone and collected those rocks. They reckon it'll be able to give us some insights into the origins of the solar system and life on our planet and how things like water was made. So just just a couple 
couple questions. Of, a couple of little things. Um, but it's been six years in the making and five billion kilometres later, here we are. And look, if you weren't in Woomera and you do still want to see it, I'll put a link to it in your episode notes. It's a fascinating story. Wrapping up now and with summer approaching, a hairy panic could mean many things, but for the residents of Hillside in Victoria, it wasn't a pre-beach shaving emergency. It wasn't. It was some tumbleweed coming through the community of Hillside and, yeah, certainly residents there weren't particularly impressed that potentially local farmers weren't uh, making sure that their farms were clear of the weed. It's landed in their pools and in their front yard and really taken over their lives over the weekend. It's quite aside there's some pictures in the squiz today email if you want to take a look and what's the subject line you've got for us today Look, one for the political nerds today, the lyric is under the shade of a Coolabar tree that refers to Boris Johnson, who apparently was heard uh, singing, waltzing Matilda Mm -hmm. as he was pondering what was happening with Brexit and those negotiations with the European Union. What it's a reference to is that he's described that he's comfortable with an Australian style trade agreement with the EU, which would see them just apply to normal world trade rules. That's a threat to the EU, but it sounds like Australia could be the flavour of the month over there at the moment. Definitely one for the political side, that one. <laughs> That's all from us today. Have a good one and we will be back with you tomorrow. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast where your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com.au. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super, one of Australia's most awarded super funds. It can be hard to know where the best place to grow your super is, but with awards like CanStar's Outstanding Value three years in a row and Money Magazine's 2024 Ultra Long Term Performance, Aware Super's 1.1 million members can be confident their super is in good hands. Visit aware.com.au forward slash awards to find out more. Awards are only one consideration. Read the PDS and TMD on the website.